Clarita here, and I've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. If you want to release your music into the world, DistroKid's the easiest way to get your music into all the major streaming platforms, unlimited uploads, and keep 100% of your royalties. And because you're a Design Freaks listener, you get 30% off. Go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash Design Freaks. DistroKid. podcast. Hi. Welcome to the show. This is a podcast about record covers, graphic design, music history, design history. Why not? Uh, my name's Clarita. I'm a Seattle-based graphic designer, artist, record collecting person. Welcome to episode 18. Wow. Only took me two years to record 18 episodes. Um, my guest this episode I'm really excited about He's a multi multidisciplinary artist, musician, and the founder of Home Skillet Records out of Sitka, Alaska, Nicholas Galanin, or Ye Hyatsin. Um, and some artists on his label, Home Skillet, are, there's a lot of Seattle names here, Eric Blood, Tayshon, OC Notes, Old Grape God, Silver Jackson, Sunny and the Sunsets out of the Bay Area, and of course, his band, Indian Agent. Very cool record covers on this label. So I wanted to talk to him, kind of see what the connection was with Nepsidu, also the graphic designer for Shabazz Palaces, and uh, how he collaborates with his artists. So you may also know his conceptual fine art pieces, exploring indigenous erasure and duality, often displayed as visual metaphor, something I'm very into. So I'll have links to his uh, various interviews and uh, the different gallery sites where you can find his work. But a couple things. I really like that in this episode, you can get a sense of his home and family. Um, There's going to be ambient sounds there because he is at home. Um, And I want to thank the whole family for allowing me into your space. But you'll get to hear it's kind of like a slice of, of life for Nicholas. So very cool. In this episode, we mention his conceptual piece, Shadow on the Land. The whole title is Shadow on the Land, an Excavation and Bush Burial 2020, um, just so you know what we're referring to. And he excavated the shadow cast by the statue of Captain Cook. It almost looks like both uh, an archaeological dig or a burial. Anyways, uh, look it up. Uh, I'll have links to everything, like I said. And there's other pieces you may recognize. Um, White Noise, American Prayer Rug, the uh, woven rug of the TV screen with static. So cool. His website is galanin, but G-A-L-A-N dot I-N. Thank you so much for listening. If you have a second, please rate, review, share on socials, etc., so other nerds and freaks can find the show. You can get to all my socials through designfreakspodcast.com. Send suggestions, comments, 
jokes. Also, check out all the interesting content on ruinousmedia.com. Hey, stay safe, everyone, and enjoy. Hi. Hi, Nicholas. Thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you for having me. Of course. Um, As you know, this is a podcast about mostly about record covers, but also about any sort of music-related imagery. So I wanted to talk to you about, first of all, your art, and um, as a graphic designer myself with a fine art background, I think it's pretty fascinating and kind of want to know a little bit about that connection. But I, first of all, want to congratulate you on the Erica Baidu wearing your crown. Oh, yeah. Thank you. How did that come about? Um, that was just through collab. We, we met through collaborators at Mutual Friends. So yeah. And then we just, just I don't know, we started talking and working on some possible collaborations, other collaborations with with Badu. So nice. Yeah. Well, it's beautiful. Um, listeners, uh, go to. It's at uh, Nicholas Galanin. Uh, at Nicholas Glennon, that's my name. Check out that sweet crown. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, do you sell, do you have like a separate website where you sell the wearable art? You know, I used to, to sell a lot of it and that would fund a lot of my other ideas and projects, but it's now it's definitely less of a, I don't have as much time for it right now. So a lot of it's just custom stuff and custom orders and people just reaching out. So speaking of time, how have you been? How is it going in Sitka? How is the COVID situation? It's good. It's been a really rainy, gray summer here. Living in a rain cloud. But um, COVID, you know, it's a small community. So it's, I don't know what the count is now. It's definitely here. People seem, people seem to be, uh, you know, it's a mix of people that are actively being cautious and then those that just don't care. Mm -hmm. Uh, they're trying to open up the schools here soon, which is to me seems kind of crazy, but, um, it'd be the best if they, you know, Juno's homeschooling or Juno's doing all the next community up, larger community Mm -hmm. is all online. So. I think that we're going to find ourselves there potentially anyways with um, any news of cases any, in, yeah. in, in, in the buildings and whatever. So, Yep. Uh, I just heard today that 100,000 kids were reported. That's real. The continent um, in the last two weeks. So it's definitely, they're not immune like people kind of thought before. So... Yeah, um, I have a friend in Haines. And, oh, you do? Uh, yeah, they've yeah. got some cases there, I know. And, mm-hmm. You know, we live in a community that's been, you know, it's not a really tight urban space or any, by any means, so there's lots of access to outdoors and trails and mountains and ocean, and so I'm grateful for that, for sure. I'm definitely jealous. I see your uh, awesome uh, boat trips and... You know, living vicariously. Oh yeah. On the little Cessna plane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and your your you and your family are 
making smoked salmon. We are. That's this. It's a season for for all of that. So you know we process a lot of our own fish and hunt and all that. So. Yeah, and you were. I saw that you were on a PBS special. I was filming all last week. It was crazy. There was big followed around with a film crew of five or whatever, and it was uh, intense. But they're gone. Wow! Wow! So, uh, but yeah, that'll be <laughs> that'll be aired like in December, I think. It'll be fun to see. It. on the horizon for home skillet well i've been working on a record i can't tell you who's releasing it yet unless you beep it out oh can really you, can, well can you edit it because it's not really it. yeah well. oh awesome so it's releasing this new record which is exciting yeah sweet so i've been working on that for two years and just working with really amazing collaborators and artists and, is this um, under the name indian agent yeah okay that's nice. exciting. I'm actually mixing that record right now in LA. Congrats. Uh, with Eric Blood, who's amazing. He's on the record too. He flew up last year. You know, I have a home I have a studio here, so when we could travel. Yeah. Uh I've had I've been I've had several guest collaborators come fly up and you know, we just made music. Uh it's been a good process, so um, yeah, for home skillet, things have kind of slowed down for, uh, you know, we, I've switched it up to just pressing records, like small run vinyl for, for home skillet records. And, um, I've got a new album that I've, is, that I just, um, listened to that I want to press a hundred on. And that was, um, Tayshawn's got a new record that I'm really excited about. We, we pressed his last album. So, so that might be a, that might be an upcoming project, but yeah, there's no real, you know, it's a big passion project. It's not like, it's not like we're uh, paying bills with it or anything. It's more of just supporting artists and work we believe in. I believe in. So, with your new album, what's up with the artwork? Is Nep doing it? I'm not sure yet. You know, just uh, just arrived at a possible album title, and I think for me the artwork comes. Um, after everything's together and the, after the music's there and, and it's sequenced and everything makes sense, then I think an album art album art ideas can really get kicked out. Yeah, I would love to have Nep work on that though, for sure. You know, I love the work that him and uh, Todd Todd do with all of their records. He's done stuff for Home Skillet in the past, and you know, the Shabazz Palace Palace's work mm -hmm. that. It, He's been doing actually, yeah, you know, we've collaborated heavily on visual art stuff. So, and yeah, uh, I was gonna, I saw that on your website. I was gonna ask what, how you guys collaborate. You know, it's different, it, it depends on what it is. So, but we, we were able to work from a distance, and then which I you learn to do living in a place like Alaska. It's so you're Definitely. already kind of quarantined. Yeah. So, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know what the album artwork will be yet. You know, it's fun to think about the possibilities. Speaking of, I'm looking at a couple 
uh, I'm looking at the Indian Agent Record Alaska and um, looking at hearing how you, you know, need to develop the idea look, yeah. and then comparing that to a finished product. Um, how did this idea come about where your um, bandmate is inside the triangle and you two are oh, we, outside? Um, is there significance? I mean, yeah, always can be, I guess. But it's um, we worked with Carlos Cruz, who is a really amazing uh, director and photographer based in Seattle now. Actually, I was just on the... Um, I was just on the phone with Carlos yesterday. We're doing some collaborations on this new record. Uh, okay. But yeah, Carlos, see, his website is I am Carlos Cruz, I think. Let me see. Nice. Yeah. And um, you can see a lot of his photography work that he's done. He's done incredible portraits of, you know, I, I mean, some amazing artists and athletes and um, just does really great work. Oh, but, I'm looking at it now. Yeah, fabulous. Yeah, so the challenges of of um, collaborating and distance, I suppose, and mm -hmm. and we live in an era where you exceed this. This record was before COVID, but even you know after COVID, it still travels a, a different situation. So we did a lot of collaboration from afar sometimes with Otis, OC Notes on some of some of that record. Love but, OC Notes. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's amazing and prolific, you know, and um, so he's flown up a couple of times um, throughout the last year or so to work on this project. But we, as we completed that record, we realized like we don't have, we're, all, we're not all together. Uh, mm -hmm. So we got Carlos up to Alaska and Carlos shot Zach and I, who are based here, mm -hmm. and then he shot Otis um, in Seattle area. Mm -hmm. And then you know we work with uh, I Want You Studios, Christian Peterson. Oh yeah, um, who's incredible. Oh yeah, always. I gotta interview him too. Yeah, you should. <laughs> he's 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 you know I've collaborated with him on projects in the past and stuff, and um, for for years now. I used to run a music festival here, and Chris uh, used to do some of the posters, which were, you know, really beautiful and iconic. Uh, yeah. His work but, um, is, yeah, I love all his work. Yeah, he's still. really fun to work with, and, and I, I, love, I love approaching our conversations and, you know, having no expectation and seeing, seeing what these interpretations are that come out of it. Uh, working with other artists and designers like that. So Christian put together that, that record. Uh, we sent him the portraits and the images and then of course. Oh, um, he did. Okay. Yeah. So he, he took, he took a lot of the, um, you know, there was, we collaborated on aspects of it, uh, mm -hmm. on the inside imagery and artwork and just concept mm -hmm. and stuff. But, um, another artist in Seattle that I've collaborated with on a lot of our home skillet, Logos and records and design is Radjaw, Gregory Smith. He's um, been fun to work with in the past, too. I also love the photography. It's very ghost-like, the All I See. Oh, yeah. So that was really cool. Again, I think these are like, I think music's such a collaborative process. And there's a lot of, you can just arrive at things that, 
rates that you generally wouldn't are you can arrive at you know new versions or of ideas and work by including other people in that process uh and i think there's a lot of power in that but um yeah all i see was photography with jesse huey who's also a collaborator and friend who's based who's from sitka um he's now living in seattle performing with a lot of different bands and and stuff mm-hmm. but he he does photography and video work as well mm-hmm. and you know he whenever he comes back to alaska with his family we end up hanging out and recording music or whatever and this time he brought us brought his camera and he's doing his multi-exposure uh images and that's where that image came from so i think that's one of my favorite trick photography it's, tricks yeah, so yeah awesome. it's good huh? yeah um i love it and i love that alaska is behind you know it's like featuring the, the scenery yeah it seemed, it seemed really fitting for the project that we were working on in the music we were making it's such a beautiful image and to capture to capture you know we don't we actually haven't all three of us haven't sat down in front of cameras together too often and we're not always in the same place so yeah how are people going to do photo shoots now <laughs> i don't know yeah it's a lot of photoshop yeah photoshop it <laughs> we'll just have to get creative i guess um, no worries we'll get there it'll yeah. be like screen screenshots like this yeah, yeah ooh, no <laughs> so i was wondering okay so i i watched one of your many interviews and listeners there's a ton of if you want to know more about um nicholas's fine art there's that's why i kind of don't want to talk so much about that because there's already so many interviews out there a lot of info out there about you the galleries um the bloom gallery and all that i mean they're it's fabulous but i just i do want to touch on something you said in um the one about shadow on the land um and how archaeology has been used as a tool of white supremacy. I mean, I mean, uh, I think the process of uh, the relationship of archaeology in relationship to indigenous community and culture and history, mm-hmm. land rights, etc. That's where a lot of that statement comes into play, I guess, and, and visibility of our community or how mm-hmm. we're actively erased and um so but yeah i think documenting and diving deeper into what's visual culture visual language what's consumed what's and it's interesting to think about it's important to to document it and share that uh i think about you know i ran this music festival here in sitka for 10 years and um called home skillet fest and with that every year there was some imagery and graphic design and the promotion and the posters and the art and the tickets that you know you say and a lot of that's gone from i didn't care to save it at the time or to whatever so so it it, the consumable um disposable nature of some of those things and objects can go fleetingly you know like if you don't if you don't pause and mm-hmm. and take it in so i guess i'm i'm also thinking it makes me kind of reexamine everything such as uh 
specifically white psychedelia from the 60s. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like there's uh. <laughs> so much culturally that has mm. been appropriated, you know, appropriated borrowed taken colonized yeah so completely yeah mm -hmm. well that's a, there, there, so there's an that's unfortunately that practice is common mm -hmm. heavily in a lot of industries creative mm -hmm. creatively down to the music that's being made down to the way music is um you know you could you could listen to like auto-tuned country music nowadays with hip-hop cadence and it's insane <laughs> <laughs> the consumption it's so insane but um the and that happens in the fashion industry oh, it happens yeah. in the happens in the visual arts um mm. so a lot of these things we actually are you know voicing putting our uh feet down or hands in the air whatever whatever it is they're all connected to deeper narratives it's important to acknowledge that so um, and that's yeah and i think that is important and i can make you think differently it's yeah just awareness i'm not making any grand statements right now i'm just saying it's interesting to to notice how everything is sort of merging and overlapping and seeing well sometimes <laughs> things are taken like blatantly and yeah. they're and and if you go into positions of places of paid power in a mm -hmm. in a business a company organization etc and you see who's generally in those seats mm -hmm. uh then you and and you start to put piece together oh what's being taken from whom mm -hmm. you know like a, a, a lot of the and i've had i've had like many visual artists probably uh, i'm no stranger to ad agencies mm -hmm. blatantly ripping off my work or ideas on a budget that they're getting from some corporation to do their, you know, Converse ad. I've had somebody ad agency call me saying Converse wants us to make your work, but oh my we don't God. Have, we don't have the budget to pay for it. We have this budget. Can you do it? And I said no. We can't. No. You can't use any of that at all. Stop. I. Oh my. And you God. know, it, and it's the ad agency that was in the middleman that was trying to take and do this like sort of yeah. thing so capitalists um, are the middlemen um and insane. yeah have you had people well try and to it was uh -huh. yeah it has happened you know like but yeah. they can't actually do it like it, uh certain works lend themselves more to that conversation than others and um mm. depending on the concept and the context and the, i'm not easily narrowed down to a particular style or identity um, and some, a lot of that work, which I think is empowering. And, and so if someone even tries to take one aspect of it, they can't really ever capture the entirety of it because there's a lot, it's vast, there's lots of variation. So. And it's conceptual. Can't, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, uh, taught a class on visual metaphor at Cornish, a poster class, and I wish I had shown them your work. It's a perfect example of the duality of not not necessarily opposites, but just combining two ideas and two things that um, yeah. are conflicting. Uh, I think there's yeah. so much power in that and so much immediacy. Just like, yeah, oftentimes there's, I think, in, uh, it can be a really important 
tool and um, and helping a broad audience um, see themselves and mm-hmm. their position in conversation without um, you know preaching or telling them this is how it is or this is what it is. There's a lot of gentle power in that, in a sense of allowing others to to feel like they've done the work to <laughs> arrive at something. <laughs> Yeah, just draw your own conclusion, but and then they hold on to it. Then they, then they, then it's held on to, and and it's appreciated a little more. You know, it's it's not pushed aside and forgotten necessarily. So I think it provides real catalysts for change. album cover you remember was there an album from your youth that you were fixated on yeah you know I, like I, I was thinking about this my father had and still has a huge love for music um, so he's always been really influential in how I had even discovered or learned about different types of music I suppose mm-hmm. especially as a child I grew up when there was vinyl records around, which, you know, um, I was uh, born in 79, so 80s. And my dad, my dad was like this, you know, he was in bands and 70s rock bands was his thing. Oh, (laughs) nice. So he he was like, he raised us on Led Zeppelin and uh, that, I remember I was in a grocery store one day and I heard Neil Young come on the radio and mm-hmm. think it was that it's that song Old Man. Take a look at my oh, life. That's Neil Young, yeah. right? Yeah, that's Neil and Young. And I thought mm-hmm. it, but I only ever heard my dad sing that song really on the guitar. So Aww. I was like, oh, that's my that's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Did he sound like Funny. Neil Young? I mean, to me, yeah, I guess. <laughs> I wonder, like, like I heard the song and I was like, yeah, that's my pops. <laughs> Aww. Is he still around? Yeah, he's he's living in Puyallup right now. I have a brother down there, and he's um, he's like a brilliant Delta Blues guitar player, and just guitar uh, guitar is his big jam. So, but he's he plays every day, and you know, all of my guitar collection is is um, guitars I bought off of him because he loves the loves instruments, and then gets tired of it or something and I'm like that's a nice guitar I'll buy it has he seen your studio my new one no it looks Not pretty yet. fun <laughs> I know it's amazing so um yeah I have this healthy obsession with synthesizers oh man and, uh, is, are those all modulars this, that I saw in your studio? There is modular there's yeah. a lot of modular but they're not all but yeah I've just they're it's such a I love the process of working and writing and having access to the sonics of synthesizer mm-hmm. analog instruments. And um, so this new record is heavy with the synths <gasps> and some of that process, which is really fun. So. Oh, as far as records and album art, though, um, you know, I remember, like, obviously some of the iconic Led Zeppelin covers I think I remember some like Van Halen album art from the 
back in the day when I was a kid and that's just what was around. <laughs> the rock and, albums uh, were pretty good back yeah, then. Faith No More, Guns N' Roses, album art. Um, uh-huh. Yeah, I, you know, that was kind of what was just around. So the first record I ever had was a tape and I think it was U2, Joshua Tree, maybe. And then like, and then uh, Def, I think it was, must have been Def Leppard, I think, or something. Oh, God. <laughs> or what is it called? I can't remember the famous one it was his, now. His, his, hysteria, hysteria might have been it. I think oh. that was it, yeah. <laughs> so I had this little tape player, and I just like play those two tapes. Yeah. I loved that Def Leppard logo when I was a kid. I didn't even know what yeah. graphic design was, but I was like, that's sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but they didn't sound as tough as the logo. No, <laughs> definitely not. And then I'm looking forward to see what happens with this new record and what that packaging will be. I know. It's exciting. So that's the, like, that's actually going to be the next step here. So getting to imagine and decide what, what, uh, makes sense for that visually. There's, there's actually a, um, I have a poet friend, uh, that I, have collaborated with and on projects and were he just invited me on a collaborative project um that he's working on with um third man records oh nice yeah he's doing a a book and a project on uh maggot brain and uh and so he's invited me to do some visual work alongside that and um getting ready to kick that off, which is exciting. Whoa. Um, yeah, that'll be a fun trip down to, to just just that whole side of things will be really, uh, we'll see where it goes. Definitely. And then one, one more visual uh, project I'm working on is, um, it's not a music video, but it's more of a, um, I'd say, video piece mm-hmm. in response with uh, Michelle and Degia Cello and the uh, uh, James Baldwin project that, uh, is under work. So that's, that's kind of up, up on the plate here too, this next month or so. So, yeah. Um, and it was just, was it James Baldwin's birthday recently? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the beginning of the month. What an amazing figure. Oh man. Major. We're all just appreciating more and more as time goes on. I know. Um, and so he was the inspiration of this project. Yeah, it's 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 not just a music project, my understanding, and I'm, and I'm not the best person to speak completely on it. Okay, because, you know, I've just been brought into it as a collaborator. Is there a baby? <laughs> yeah, because I have. Oh yeah. Hey. Hi. How are you? Here. Say hi. hi. Can you say hi? <laughs> Can you wave? Say bye bye. Bye bye. Hi. Okay, well, thank you so much for talking with me. Yeah, that was fun. All right, thanks.
Would you let it burn if you saw the fire? Would you? 